Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, joined by Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Homelessness remains California's biggest challenge, according to a poll after poll of voters in the state. And as officials struggle with ways to house all those people on the street, a bill designed to keep Californians from becoming homeless in the first place is making its way through the state legislature. That bill is SB 567, the Homelessness Prevention Act. It is supported by a wide coalition of diverse groups, and it would strengthen protections for tenants to prevent evictions and keep people from ending up on the street. It's also fiercely opposed by landlords, namely the California Apartment Association. The legislation has been the subject of protests and heated hearings at the state capitol. Yesterday, it was approved by the Assembly Judiciary Committee as it continues to navigate the road to passage. For more on this, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Brian Augusta. He's legislative advocate for the California Rural Legal Assistance Foundation, one of the many sponsors of this bill. Thank you so much for being with us. All right. So first of all, what would this bill actually do to help people uh, help keep people in their homes? Yeah, great question. And thanks for having me on. Um, in 2019, the governor signed a bill, AB 1482, the Tenant Protection Act, which established for the first time in California two important protections for for renters. One is to have a cap on rent increases, which um, roughly in current times works out to about 10% a year. It's CPI plus 5% is the limit per year, up to 10%. But it also established a really important set of protections around um, the basis for evicting someone, which is that for the first time, landlords had to state a reason. And some of those reasons could be that the tenant uh, had done nothing wrong, but the landlord wants to move a relative into the property or the landlord wants to remodel the property or or wants to get out of the rental housing business and tear down the units and do something else. And those last three were proving to be an enormous loophole. And we were seeing, even in the short time that that has been law, many, many cases of tenants being told that that was the reason the landlord was evicting them and then learning later that the landlord didn't carry out the repairs, didn't move the owner in, and re-rented the units and avoided the rent cap, jacking up rents on new tenants and leaving these other tenants displaced. So this bill moves to close those loopholes in a number of ways in order to help, as you said, keep more people housed and hopefully stem the tide of homelessness in California. We have had a series of moratoriums on evictions during the, the pandemic, as you know, but uh, those are mostly expired, um, though some remain of effect on a local level. But I'm, I just want to know if you have seen an increase in evictions right now, now that those moratoriums have expired. Yeah, and, and, a, and a lot of those moratoriums are coming primarily the ability of folks to pay rent. But even during those 
the time that those moratoriums were in place, even though tenants couldn't be evicted for non-payment of rent in many cases, they still could face eviction under some of the circumstances that I was just describing. So we did, in fact, see a growing number of, of evictions in that category, and, and we do through today as rents continue to rise and the market continues to provide higher rents for landlords to push people out. Let's talk about those landlords, right? They're they're lobbying very hard against this bill. They say they've lost a lot of income during the pandemic. They've lost properties due to foreclosures. This is just going to make things worse, and it could get some of them to get out of the rental market altogether, and the market would shrink. What do you say to that? Well, we're sympathetic, of course, to the the conditions that landlords faced during the pandemic when Lots of people weren't able to pay the rent, and and we as a state came together and said we're not going to make that a basis for eviction. But the reality is that for many uh, renters and for many households, or excuse me, landlords, um, during the pandemic, we actually saw um, increasing rents and we saw a fairly stable housing market. So we think, you know, nothing in this bill makes that harder for landlords who are following the rules. As long as they're following the rules, they're subject to a rent cap that's, you know, fairly generous. And um, as long as the tenant is following the rules, there's no reason to evict them. What we're trying to avoid is folks who are trying to capitalize on these rising rents by avoiding the rent cap and pushing people out. And I think it's notable that in Tuesday's hearing, or Monday's hearing, um, we have a much softer tone from landlords because the bill has been narrowed to really focus in on, on those key issues. Once upon a time, I was I was kicked out of an apartment because the landlord wanted to move a, said he wanted to move a relative in. Another time I had to move out because he said a different landlord wanted to remodel. Neither one of those things actually happened, although I've had some wonderful landlords over the years too. So uh, I can relate to some of the experiences you're talking about here, and I'm wondering how much impact you think, you know, I'm lucky I had resources I could find somewhere else to live, but not everybody does. How much impact do you think this bill um, would have in, in reducing homelessness? I mean, do you think it would essentially start to close that pipeline of people who get forced out on to the street and have nowhere to go. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're going to continue to see um, people pushed out for a variety of reasons. But one of the things that our bill does is give renters um, some legal hooks, if you will, to really challenge the landlord's assertion, like the ones you're describing, where they say they're going to do repairs and then don't. One of our witnesses on Monday testified to exactly that forced out and her rent went up in her new place, but the landlord also re-rented the unit within 20 days. So w- when we kind of uh, put up guardrails and increase enforcement as this bill does, we hope that it will deter the bad actors and, and where tenants can hire a lawyer, they're going to have some ability to enforce their rights. And we think that will help to slow the sorts of um, loopholes that we've seen in this law that have forced tenants out into, into increasing rent or homelessness. I want to piggyback on what Doug uh, just asked you. Um, Do you track what happens to tenants who are evicted? I mean, do you have a ballpark estimate on how many actually become homeless, or did did they just migrate to other places where rent is cheaper? Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a lot of data in California of of the rising numbers of folks that are homeless. What we don't have a really good handle on is um, data around evictions. And one of the reasons for that is that we do um, try to protect the names of folks who have faced an eviction so it doesn't become a black mark on their credit report. But we do, there have been a number of bills that our organization has ordered to try to get some better data on that. 
And I think that is our next frontier is to really understand better what is the picture with respect to evictions and where do folks end up after that. The governor has made this such a priority, ending homelessness, dealing with homelessness. How receptive do you think he is to this idea of tackling it from this angle and not just uh, you know, building more housing and, and providing more supportive services? Right. Well, it's going to take a, a suite of solutions, but this has got to be one of them. In 2019, we had the support of Governor Newsom. He was an active participant in helping get the Tenant Protection Act to the finish line. We hope that where we are now, the governor will see that this is a reasonable set of protections that improve on the law that he helped to establish, and that he'll, he'll join in the effort by signing it. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us. Brian Augusta, legislative advocate for the California Rural Legal Assistance Foundation. We're talking about a bill that is the um, Homelessness Prevention Act that it's working its way right now through the assembly. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. Tomorrow we're going to be talking with Lon Hee Chen, former Republican candidate uh, from Stanford who's launching his own political action committee in California. We'll hear all about that tomorrow. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.